0: Welcome to the following presentation from Richmond Sports Properties. And thanks for listening to Spider Athletics on 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders basketball. It's the best part of Monday time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Behind the Web with head coach Chris Mooney plus your texts, emails, and tweets. Tonight's show is brought to you by Lux Chevrolet, CarMax, Bright Sweet, Food Lion, and by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804-638-9508 email behind the web at richmond.edu or on twitter using at spider voice at richmond athletics or at espn richmond now here's the voice of the spiders bob black with coach mooney this is behind the web on espn richmond and the spider sports network from learfield img college burton drives the paint through a double
1: team turn around jumper good Big time move by Burton, great pivot game, he hit, hit the lane, pivot on his back foot and shot over a smaller man. Hey, put the brakes
2: on and made that nice little spin move, smooth jumper, Spiders up 8 nothing early. Now Grace at the elbow, hands it off to Gilliard, fade away three, yes, good! Sir.
1: That's what we needed, he made him pay that time, it was great to see the ball go in for uh, Gilliard.
2: Spiders up 11-0, good start for Richmond.
3: We're looking for a good start to our show tonight. It is behind the web as we take you inside Richmond basketball. A very pleasant good evening to you. Bob Black here. Spider head coach Chris Mooney will be joining us in this day and age of 2020 when schedules shift and change and are tweaked all the time. We are literally in the middle of another one as we speak. As you well know, the Spiders played last night and won, beating Wofford in a really good game 77-72 and they are prepping now for wednesday night's game against northern iowa six o'clock at the robin center so today the spiders practiced late and they are just finishing up practice and coach mooney will join us here in about 10 to 15 minutes they are also in the midst of final exams so they were factoring that in as well And it all came to fruition when we moved the show from Monday night to Tuesday night because of the Spider game yesterday afternoon and the Washington football team game last night that we carried here on ESPN Richmond. So we had a little schedule shift of our own and moved this program to Tuesday night. But it's all going to come together. We're with you for the next hour to talk Spider basketball. Coach Mooney will be with us probably about 6.15 once they finish up practice. And at the bottom of the hour or so, Grant Golden joins us tonight. The Spider Senior Center, who poured in 15 points, had the key three-pointer late in the second half. And a field goal that gave him the 15 last night for the Spider, so he's going to join us as well. And my co-host for this evening's show joins us right now, and that's the Hall of Famer, Greg Beckwith, who was alongside last night on the telecast with me, the voices you just heard on the play-by-play sound bites on the radio, Matt Smith. And we called upon another Richmond All-of-Famer, Mike Winecki, who made his radio debut and did a great job last night with Matt in calling what was a great game, as it turned out. Beck, uh, good evening. The Spiders started quick and finished strong, and that was formula for success, at least for last night.
4: Well, they got off to a good, good start, Bob, and that's what you wanted after a lull where they had to you know, stop playing for a couple games and, and really get refocused and re-energized after – After a big win against Kentucky. So it was good to see the Spiders come out with that type of energy. That was a key to our game plan when we laid out the keys. But I thought they came out with a lot lot of energy. And I thought Kale again, started strong. He scored. He didn't score a lot of points. But the Spiders went into him quite a bit in the beginning of the game. And he, he got off to a good start as well.
3: So the good start was an 11 nothing start for Richmond. It grew to as many as 13, and then Wofford just didn't go away back. They whittled away and whittled away and hit a lot of threes, a dozen of them in the game. And as you said, late in the game, after it appeared as though Richmond had it safely in the win column really in the last 10 seconds, that maybe this was a good game for the Spiders to have to see how this group, even as veteran as it is and as long as they've been together, would react to a team coming back on them like they did last night.
4: Well, it's a good challenge, I thought. Uh, this is a spunky Terriers team, and they're they're used to winning at, at Wofford. They play some tough teams uh, throughout the last four or five years. They've been really successful in their conference and in, even in the NCAA tournament they've played. So I thought it was a, a really gutsy win for the Spiders, and they needed that type of win on their home floor, just to, to let them know, hey, these games are not going to be just given, and they're going to be hunted, not to the hunt here. They're going out and be hunted now as a, as a 19th-ranked uh, team in the country now.
3: Behind the web at richmond.edu will allow you to ask questions, give us some comments. We'll read them on the air. Likewise, on our text line, 804 638 Coach Mooney has joined us. Practice has wrapped up over there at the University of Richmond, and Coach is on with us for Behind the Web this evening. Chris, good evening. How are you?
2: Doing well, Bob. How how do I sound? Can you hear me?
3: Yep, you're sounding good. So we appreciate that. We appreciate you hustling onto the air with us at the end of practice as well. So, uh, you know, this is kind of a throwaway question normally, but I think considering the circumstances, maybe it has some importance to it. How was practice today for the Spiders, considering I guess it's only the second full-team practice you've had in over a week, and it's the one practice you'll have between the Wofford victory last night and, more importantly, the Northern Iowa game tomorrow night?
2: Yeah, I thought practice was good. You know, in the midst of this, um, Bob, we're we're in finals. So, you know, typically during finals we'll we'll play uh, generally on the Saturday If it's a home game, we'll play the Saturday in between finals weeks. Finals usually Monday through Friday, then a study day, or, you know, the study for the weekend, and then Monday and Tuesday. Um, This year, with everything being so different, the final schedule being different, all remote, uh, and with the need to fit in all these games, we're playing. So we're in the midst of the finals um, and, and kind of trying to get back. It's only our second practice. Uh, We had one day to prepare for Wofford and now another day to prepare for Northern Iowa. But today was very good. You know, there's a a balance of how much you want, you know, the guys, especially last or yesterday afternoon, Jacob and Blake played a ton of minutes. Uh, You know, you want them to do something to get the blood moving. So we had a a lift and some stretching and then we had a good practice, hopefully prepared well for tomorrow night's game.
3: So I think you were eavesdropping on Greg and me as we started the show tonight and kind of analyzed last night more importantly let's get your analysis of last week particularly with what you just talked about as a background that there are some distractions right now unavoidable distractions not excuses heck you won the game you never need to have an excuse when you win a game but unavoidable distractions yet yeah, you came out really well the 11 nothing start wofford played a really good game great finish by the guys. certainly what was your
2: overall takeaway from all of that last night and fortunate to get to win of course for sure. Well, I thought you know, number one, you know, Wofford is is a really good team. They play really hard. Um, you know, they have a terrific guard, and uh, I think we when you know, obviously, we were all probably a little bit nervous about the start. You know, from from um, you know to I guess Monday night until Sunday, you know, we had five players who were. Isolated or quarantined, uh, and so we're not able to do anything. You know, this isn't this isn't a quarantine where you're where you're uh, <laughs> going to practice or get a workout in. This is this is kind of being alone and and quarantine, having your meals brought to you. And so uh, we had the one practice Sunday, and and so I think we were all a little anxious about how the game would start. Uh, and of course, it started well. We we defended. Uh, and scored enough. I think we left some points out there, but still a, a, a good size lead. And I think that, that may have lulled us into a little bit of a, a sense of security. And, you know, you need a reminder how good everybody is in college basketball. And uh, there's, a game, there's a team that two years ago won 30 games. It's a proud program, a lot of really good players. Uh, and they came back and really played hard. I thought that, um, as, you, as I heard you mention in the beginning, you know, we played really well at the beginning, and I thought we played exceptionally well down the stretch. Um, but we, we just weren't able to, We at a 12-point lead, we weren't able to, to put them away, so to speak. And not that that ever, or that doesn't often happen, but we weren't really able to do that, and credit to them. Um, and so I don't think we played our, our best game, but I thought we played a, a, a good game, and I thought we, we did some things really well down the stretch that uh, we're pleased with and gives us confidence moving forward
4: coach back here quick question for you guys as head coach how different was it for you to come into a home opener and the unique circumstances that you guys are playing under you can hear the you know the sneaker squeak and a lot of noise out there how different was it because you guys played your first couple games on the road but just coming back to the robinson how how long did it take that you guys as coaches and and some of the players to get adjusted to that
2: yeah you know uh, jason vita said after the game you know that the Kentucky didn't feel as strange because it was all of our first time at Rupp Arena, and so, you know, we don't know how it works normally. And we played Moorhead in front of almost no one, and then Kentucky in front of three thousand, so it didn't feel as strange because you didn't have anything to compare it to. You know, the last time we played in the Robin Center, we beat Davidson on on a Tuesday night, and and it was an incredible crowd and. Nick Sherrod, uh, I think had maybe 15 points in the last five minutes, and you know, an incredible crowd that was so vocal and passionate and really helped us win the game. I remember telling Bob it was it was really a home court win that night. So then to go, you know, into the Robin Center yesterday, and it's at two o'clock on Monday. The game was scheduled on Sunday, and uh, you know, and, and basically maybe maybe. 50 or 60 people are there and it is so different you know it's it's uh you know once you're locked in and you're playing I don't think it's that different but you know it's just so different uh, being able to hear you know everything the other team's saying uh hearing that talk on the court you know I always joke I I never notice any of the trash talking or or jabbing back and forth between the players but you can you know you can hear it so clearly um so it's just um you know it's it's not as exciting but i think the basketball is just as good and so um we're looking forward to hopefully things get better but in the meantime uh it, it was still a, a good game and and uh the competition is is the most fun part about it and that's still that's still very much there
3: yeah chris i do remember you saying after moorhead state how good you felt that once the game began your guys were into it competitively, working up a sweat, emotionally, uh, all of that. So I'm really intrigued by your comments now. And the one thing that really raised a flag with me when you talked there about trash talking and hearing all of that, I think that could be an issue at all in college basketball this year because so much more of it is heard that guys are going to kind of have to watch themselves because what few ears are in the building are going to hear all.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good point, Bob. I mean, there is definitely, you know, um, I think, you know, usually guys, even if they go uncontested for a layup, they they love to scream and won, you know, and so uh, that's a that's the that's the biggest one that you that I can hear even in a in a in a packed gym. But I think what you can hear is when guys are coming out of a huddle or there's a you know a hustle play by the defense, and when they're clapping and huddling, you can just hear much more of. Of what they're saying, and some of it's directed at the opponent. Some of it's, um, you know, kind of directed at their teammate, but about their opponent. So, yeah, that, that's interesting. I don't, I don't know, you know, I, I didn't hear anything totally negative yesterday, but you, you just hear so much more of what everyone's saying. And uh, it, it, could, it could be an interesting point. You know, I think that, um, again, I, I, I think that, you know, we still have the. You know, when Jacob hit uh, the big three at the end and we called timeout and there was still music playing there for the home team. So uh, you don't, because I, I noticed watching the film, you know, that he screamed and I don't remember that, but then there's music coming in on, on uh, you know, as if as if we had a, a full crowd. So that'll be an interesting, interesting thing to keep our eye on. Coach, how difficult is it to play these games
4: uh, almost back to back? You yeah, got yeah, one day in between. How difficult is it to get, Millie and ready and physically ready uh, for the guys to get prepared for uh, a really tough Northern Iowa team coming into the Robinson center tomorrow.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, like every, everything has been difficult. I mean, you know, to play, to play a game when, you know, when five of the guys were quarantined in a hotel room, that's, that's a huge challenge. And, you know, basketball is such a sport of timing and rhythm and your feel for the ball and the court and, that that kind of thing. So that was a huge challenge, and then yeah, to, to come back, you know, Northern Iowa has a you know a sophisticated offense. They have good players. They have veteran players. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a big challenge. I mean, uh, you know, I I I guess the, the the one thing I maybe that evens it out to a certain degree, and this will, this isn't evened out necessarily game by game, but what evens it out is over the course of the season, you would think everybody's going to be in this position. Once or twice or three times Uh, Now that doesn't even it out (laughs) You know in the game that that A particular team plays next Um, You know I saw the Halftime score with Purdue and Miami is was a pretty big margin And I think Miami hasn't played in a long time And you know it's one thing not to Play and usually coming out of finals Or your first game back from Christmas That's a challenge You know to not have been Dribbling and passing and you know uh, running dummy offense. Th- that that's really a significant challenge that nobody's been through and something we're going to have to you know uh, just keep a, an eye on, keep talking about it, and try to stay as as sharp as we possibly can, no matter the circumstances.
4: Yeah, coach. One thing I just want to talk to you about. Kind of funny. I got a call from a friend of mine, Will Perdue, You probably know, former Chicago Bull and. Uh, his alma mater, of course, is Vanderbilt. He said to me just a little while ago, he says, hey, just tell Coach, uh, I don't think too many SEC schools want to play the Spiders after they saw them against Kentucky. He said, uh, I don't think our alma mater wants to play them. He said, because right now he's hearing that they're not going to start their games until December 18th. So I don't know if you heard that or not.
2: Uh, back. So our, our game with Vanderbilt is scheduled for December 16th. And, you know, this is now becoming – Standard is, you know, what's your next game? Uh, how would how did their last testing go? Uh, and and can it happen? So I did see something. I thought they were going to try to play Sunday. Uh, now I don't. I of course I don't know, um, but I thought, saw something to try to play Sunday. So if they would play Sunday, I assume our game would be on. Uh, and then if not, you know, this is Bob has heard this a few times now, but you know, moving the the start date to college basketball from November. 10th to the 25th is was an incredibly poor decision with no upside and only downside and I think we're seeing that now that you know we're, we're looking at the calendar saying hey could we get the Charleston game in could we get the Furman game in uh, and we're just there aren't that many days you know we're already you know we're playing three games this week we'll probably play two three games next week there aren't that many days to fill those teams in and and uh, I think that, that decision um, really hurt uh, the chances of everybody playing. You know, uh, you know, as many games as possible. E- even if, if, if uh, you know, we usually play thirteen non-league games. If if they had limited it, if they had started the same the original date, the November tenth, but had limited it to ten games, well, you could find ten games in six weeks. It's hard to find nine games in uh four weeks with christmas break and finals and all of these things so i I really that decision i think was was not as well thought out as possible and i i wish i wish we hadn't made that decision that
3: is a uh, great source that you've got there greg beckwith of course we hope he's wrong on this account right yes sir (laughs) sure do All right, Beck, I'm going to let you go. I know you have to run. I'm going to take a break. We've got a lot of questions, as you might imagine, for Coach Mooney, and then Grant Golden's coming up as well a little bit later. By the way, fellas, uh, one note that I had from the morning show this morning, one nugget uh, to, to back up your point, Chris, more than 387 men's games have been impacted so far. And that doesn't even include the Ivy League. That doesn't even have a schedule because they're not even going to play. So really, you're talking, Chris, over 400 games in Division One men's college basketball have already been impacted.
2: Yeah, and and I think uh, you know that that's understandable. That that for sure is the times we're in, and there are going to be more. I, I think what we needed were more dates for potential makeups, and instead, what we got. We essentially got less dates for potential makeups, and I don't think there was much of an advantage starting November tenth or starting November twenty fifth as opposed to the tenth. So, um, you know, th- that is what it is, and, and uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully the Northern Iowa game is played, and the West Virginia game is played, and the Vanderbilt game is played, and at the same time, we're doing our best to keep tabs on every team in the country and try to see if we can, if if we need to, we could dial up those guys.
3: All right. Hey, Beck, thanks. We will uh, see you and talk with you tomorrow night at the Robin Center, all right? Coach, tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, we'll take our first break. We'll come back. I've got questions for Coach Mooney. We'll get to those in the next segment. And then Grant Golden follows after that. And then whatever we don't get in the next segment, we'll do before we leave you at 7 o'clock tonight. Really appreciate all the interaction. Keep them coming. Behind the web at richmond.edu or text us 804-638-9508. This is Behind the Web on the Home of the Spiders, 995-1027-FM, 950-AM-ESPN. Today's Horoscope brought to you by GEICO.
1: People will take note of your sunny disposition, Sagittarius. That's because you just switched to GEICO and discovered you could save hundreds of dollars a year on car insurance. However, your newfound inner glow may prompt unfounded rumors. Did you get a promotion or you want a juice cleanse? Did they give you too much anesthesia at
4: your dentist appointment? Your secret is safe with us, Sagittarius.
0: GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And the biggest game of the night, perhaps, a top 10 matchup between number 6, Illinois, at 3-1, and one, number 10. Whatever two, you send through the U.S. Postal Service this season is so much more than mail or packages. In every carrier's hands is a card with your handwriting. In every box, on every truck, is your message that you care. We know how much goes into your holiday mail, especially this year, which is why we go the distance to bring you closer. Learn more at usps.com slash closer. It's time for some straight talk. Look, we all drop our phones. It happens. You fumble it, crack it, splash it. Well, Straight Talk Wireless now offers this new platinum unlimited plan that includes phone protection. Just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and data plus 20 gigs of hotspot, 100 gigs of cloud storage, and more. All on the best network. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. See mobile protect terms and conditions at Asurion.com slash Straight Talk. Limitations and exclusions apply.
3: Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at ESPN Richmond. Keeping you
0: up to date 24-7. We're 99.5 and
3: 1027 ESPN.
0: The timeout's over. Now, more behind the web on 99.5 and 1027 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. From Learfield IMG College, this is the Spider Sports Network.
1: Shot clock to three.
2: Gustafson driving the paint to the basket. As the clock expires, gets a beautiful layup. Murphy has the ball stolen away by Gilliard. Headman's it to Caressi all the way for the lay-in. Don Caressi may dunk that one, but he, I think, took off a little too soon and just laid it in.
1: My motto is just get the two points. I wasn't dunking there, man. I know that's shocking for you. <laughs>
3: All right, that is Richmond Hall of Famer Mike Winecki, who filled in on our radio broadcast last night, along with Matt Smith. Chris, I don't know if you ever saw Mike Winecki play or not. I still think I might be looking for the first slam dunk from Mike, and he scored over 1,000 points in his Richmond career.
2: Now, that's somebody I can identify with, Bobby. <laughs> How many dunks did you have? I think I, it sounds like I had it right in the ballpark of Mike Winecki. <laughs>
3: We'll get both of you out there on the court and see who can jump higher and slam one home in the Robin Center. He did a great job last night filling in. He was on the air with uh, with Matt Smith. And along those lines, let me stick with that theme before we get back to the, the other subject that we were on. Uh, the highlights there from Andre Gustafson and Sal Caressi. This is off of our uh, off of our text line. How do you think, Coach, that Gustafson and Caressi have played over the past two games? And obviously if we're playing highlights of them on the coach's show, they must have done some good things out there. There.
2: Yeah, Bob. I, I thought um, I thought great. I think Andre has played two terrific games. I mean, he was so critical in the Kentucky game. Incredibly efficient. You know, his defense is always terrific. Um, I, I thought he was just just great in that game. Uh, and then Sal was really really good yesterday. And and I, I told him after the game, he you know he, he needed to he did not get. The minutes that he should have in the in the second half and um you know I you know sometimes I feel like Tyler is is such a good rebounder and so critical to that and you know but I've played Sal and almost almost every position not as much guard but he's even played some guard and uh you know I I needed to get him in there more because he really played a very good first half and uh, also a good rebounder great nose for the ball so they those guys were great and that's that's great for us because depth, you know, I think coming into the season with Nick, I think we probably had one of the deepest teams in America. Uh, when you lose Nick and everybody bumps up a spot, that hurts a little bit. Um, it hurts a lot, but in, in terms of depth, it hurts a little bit. And, you know, I, I think that um, we still have really good depth, and a big part a big part of that is Sal and, and Andre. And, um, you know, Zay is, is going to get, you know, a lot more minutes than he did yesterday. Uh, as well and Connor Crabtree uh, you know practiced more today than ever so um, I think that depth will be something that really proves valuable especially this kind of season
3: well I'll ask you to expand upon that just a little bit because that was another text off of our text line 638-9508 I think it's a question that's up there every week until we see him in uniform Chris and that is how is Connor Crabtree doing practicing how is he feeling
2: all of that from the injuries that he's had yeah, so Connor is—he's uh, doing well. I mean, like I said, he's really made a lot of progress here the last um, the last two weeks. You know, he's been going from shooting workouts on the court and a lot of rehab work with Adam Smith to today. He was in most of the practice except the live portion of practice. So. Um, he's out there for, you know, a lot, all the skill work, the, the running up and down, the, what we call the warm-up at the beginning of practice, uh, all the defense that's uh, that we're doing that's not quite live but patterned, but, you know, at, at, at a good speed. Um, so he, he's doing well. And, you know, Connor is uh, is a good player. I mean, he, he played a lot as a freshman in a great conference, uh, very good shooter, uh, very competitive. I, I think that he's going to have um, – I think he has a chance to have a real impact for us and be a really good player for us for the next few years. Can't wait to see him out there. Uh, all right, back to
3: the topic at hand of the challenges that all college teams are going through, but specifically ours right now. This one is from an alum in Virginia Beach off of our website, off of our email at behindtheweb at richmond.edu. And they ask if you could catch us up a little bit specifically on the COVID 19 testing and, as they phrased it, roller coaster that your team has been on, how they're doing, what the protocol has been, what has happened, and that kind of thing as far as the COVID 19 testing is concerned.
2: Yeah. So, um, well, basically, we're tested very often. Um, you know, if we if we just had home games, we're we're tested three days a week. You know, the tournament in Kentucky probably added another test, uh, so it was probably four days that week. And then uh, with the um, with the three positives, might have added another one this week. So we're we're tested al- almost every other day. Um, and of course, we, we've been talking to our guys since July fifteenth or so when we got back about making good decisions and making sure that you know that we're 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 doing the best we can. Um, you know, sometimes it's a little, uh, you know, I feel like sometimes it, on how the news reports it, there's there is uh, a little bit of blame when when uh, somebody is test positive for or a group test positive and you know I, i'm really of the belief that that's not necessarily how it works with all these positive cases that there are um but in terms of having young college basketball players who are used to a very social experience at school you know they're, they're being asked to do a lot and and make sacrifices and and make sure that we're healthy enough to play our season and You know, uh, we had one positive test when we returned in July uh, and that was handled. There was only one contact traced person and those two guys uh, quarantined and did their thing. And and we had been kind of blank or blank slate all all negatives um, until, you know, this last week. And then the three positive tests that we had, none of them players, uh, those three people, so they were tested, you know, four times the previous week, a couple of times in Richmond, a couple of times in in Lexington, negatives, and then subsequently they were tested the following three days. For some reason, you wait 24 hours in between tests, even you know you're trying to prove it's a false positive, or you're trying to establish that it's a false positive. You have to wait 24 hours between each one, uh, which that one is somewhat confusing. And those three tests for each of those three guys were negative. And so, you know, that's really frustrating because we lost two games. We lost four practices uh, and we had guys quarantined. You know, the three guys who had positive tests the five players who were close contacts and five coaches who were close contacts. So that's not coming to the office, uh, not being around the guys, not playing basketball. That's really frustrating. Again, there are way far more, um, you know, people are going through far worse. And and this, you know, in terms of health, one, uh, you know, loss of job and all that. But for us and what we're trying to do in our mission, that was really frustrating since it, they turned out to be negative, negative. Uh, and of course you're at a. There's no real recourse. You know, it's just you have to try to schedule offert, and you know, and on the next day and play on one day's practice. So, um, and and I feel like because the guys have made a lot of these sacrifices, or you know, they they've you know I don't want to call them sacrifices because they're not you know they're not. Um, they're sacrifices but they're you know they're not like uh not eating or anything like that you know but they're they're certainly trying to go about their college experience far differently than they were a year ago and um and because of the test not being accurate we miss those opportunities and you know it's it's really frustrating and um it just feels like not in our control, of course, uh, and I wish it were. And I wish I wish it had turned out differently.
3: Uh, Chris, those three guys obviously were not there last night. Are they still in quarantine and still will not be uh, with the
2: team tomorrow night? Correct. So they, even though they've test have three positive tests, uh, they still had to quarantine. Um, until Thursday is day 14. So, um, yeah, so, but basically, you know, Nick Saban had gotten a positive test and then tested three times and was negative, and that allowed him to be on the sidelines maybe a month ago. That stemmed from, a, I think, a college student or a college tennis player at Baylor who had done the same thing and she was eligible and and most of the conferences including the atlantic 10 adopted that rule that if you have three successive negative tests it rules that a false positive where it allows you to be part of the 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 group again uh but in virginia they do not uh, subscribe to that and so those guys are in quarantine now those guys all live off campus um and in quarantine until Thursday. Can't
3: wait till they get back. That's that's really a tough way to have to go about this. I think there's a lot of us shaking our heads over that one. Let me ask you one more on that subject off of our text line. Then we'll take a break, and Grant Golden's going to join us. And obviously he can talk about his experience in all this um, as well. From our uh, text line, 638-9508. And, and this is looking ahead a little bit, Chris. But if any Atlantic 10 conference games are canceled or postponed, once you get into conference play, would you entertain playing – a non-conference game and normally during a regular season once we get into conference play you don't play any non-conference games it is kind of everything
2: on the table this time around yeah that's a great question I would say yes that everything is on the table um the conference is you know they're they're meeting often with the athletic directors and they're trying to come up with how do we go about um how do we go about the rules when a team is coming out of quarantine? You know, because maybe if on three days rest, you know, you have an opponent that you feel really good about and you say, yeah, we're, we're not three days rest, three days post-quarantine. You say, yeah, we, we, we're healthy enough. We're ready to play the game. But if you have a team that you don't feel as good about, <laughs> maybe you say, you know what? We can't play that game. And, um, you know, it just puts stress on the time and the dates of practice. So, the short answer is yes, that everything would be on the table. I think there'll be communication on the scheduling boards and between or among the assistant coaches who handle scheduling and the athletic directors who handle scheduling uh, throughout the season.
3: All right, we'll talk some more about that. We'll get the personal experience of Grant Golden, but fortunately for the Spiders, he was playing last night, delivered 15 points, a huge three-pointer, a big-time play for the Spiders, actually turned it into a four-point play. We'll talk about all of that with Grant when he joins us. After the break, you're in tune with Behind the Web, ninety-nine five one zero two seven 1027 FM, 950 AM, ESPN, your home of the Spiders from Learfield IMG College buy your next
2: truck
0: from luck luck chevrolet in ashland has the redesigned 2021 tahoe and suburban ready for you to order and drive away for a smaller suv they also have the all-new trail blazer and the new blazer available in all-wheel or front-wheel drive let luck put their 100 years of experience to work for you visit them on route one in ashland online at luckchevrolet.com or call 798-9261 luck chevrolet since 1916
3: Hey, Spider fans, Food Lion is the proud sponsor of the Score to Give More program. For every free throw the Spiders make this season, Food Lion feeds will donate 100 meals to a local area food bank to help our neighbors in need this winter. So far through the Spiders' first three games, Richmond has made 29 free throws, so 2,900 meals are going to the Food Lion feeds. Score to Give More, once again, the proud sponsor of Score to Give More with your Richmond Spiders
0: where is your haircut gone we know you don't get out as much you don't drive by your regular sport clips and pop in for that MVP haircut experience that is so much more than a haircut but isn't it worth getting out for for that legendary hot steam towel for your face massaging shampoo that makes you melt into your seat oh man you remember that right Mm, we found your haircut it's right where you left it sport clips it's good to be a guy When it comes to celebrating the holidays, we all have preferences. Make mine a Cosmo. I'll take a whiskey ginger. Hot buttered rum, please. And when it comes to holiday shopping, we have preferences, too. I'll shop online at abc.virginia.gov and opt for curbside pickup. And I'll go to my Virginia ABC store. So in the
3: end, we all have... Happy Happy Holidays! It's a new twist on toasting. Virginia ABC. Please celebrate responsibly. The Zave is Zab back, is in, back in, Richmond. in Richmond. Listen to Steve Zaben weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
0: Let's get back to the show behind the web. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network from Learfield, IMG College, and ESPN Richmond.
4: Kale to Golden, a three pointer on the way. Swish! Golden
0: hits a three, a whistle, and a foul on the rebound. Tyler Burton went to the ground,
2: and they're going to whistle a foul underneath the basket. A huge play. look looking for Golden on the left baseline. Golden dribbling, dribbling, double team. Turn around, shots good with the right hand. Golden worked his man back, Mike, and turn around with that
1: little baby hook with the right hand. Grant Golden just went to work. We have no answer for him on the block right now.
3: Well, we're going to get some answers from him right now because Grant Golden is our guest on tonight's edition of Behind the Web. And I'll tell you what, Grant, I guess I could start by talking about the testing and the protocols and the quarantine and all of that. But I'm kind of tired of talking about it. I know Coach Mooney is. I'm sure you're tired of living it at this point. So let's just talk some flat-out basketball right now. And those two play-by-play sound bites, I would love for you to speak about two entirely different shots in your arsenal right now the three-pointer that turned into a four-point play and then the low post move that we've seen you make so many times can you kind of describe the two of them from what you saw on the floor and how impactful they obviously were in the spider win last night hope you're doing well
1: (laughs) appreciate it uh yeah i don't i don't know if i'd say uh the three-pointer is quite in my arsenal yet, but I have made two so far this year, so that that feels pretty good for sure. Um, But, yeah, no, they, uh, that first three, uh, you know, we got the ball into Nate, and he's been so good in the post so far this year, um, being able to score down there. Uh, I think they, my guy ended up digging there and sort of doubled him, and he just threw it out to me. Um, Got it in a spot that I liked it, stepped into it, knocked it down, and, then on the next one, um, I gotta I gotta shout out Coach Jenks on that one. Um, you know, it's sort of we we like to call it the T.J. Klein shot. Sort of jump straight in the air and sort of adjust your shoulders in the air, and sort of shoot that little push shot there. And uh, he sort of mentioned to me earlier in the game to maybe try it out, um, especially with the smaller guy on me. You know, maybe not try and put my shoulder down and get deep into the lane, just sort of elevate over the top and try and shoot that shot. And, uh, you know, I went to it there at the end and was able to get it to to go down. Chris, let
3: me go back to Grant's comment that the three-point shot might not yet be in his arsenal. I know he's working on it. I've seen him doing it. How important would it be to be in Grant's arsenal, and where do you think he is with the three-point shot? Uh, Right now, he has made two out of three this season. He's a 67% three-point shooter. Uh Can you hear me? Yep. We can. You hear can me Sorry. Yep. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Grant is—he's uh, a good shooter. You know, we, we've talked um, uh, a few times over the course of his time. He's a very good shooter, and he's made—he's really a good shooter from 17, 18 feet, where he's made a lot of shots during the course of his career, um, and the three-point line, especially since being moved back. You know, that—that's—that's that's pretty significant now going that much farther back, you know, uh, when it was, when it was right at 20 feet, uh, that, you know, that's not too much farther back, but, uh, but yeah, I think especially when he's stepping in and, uh, a lot of those come when it, the ball's being thrown out to him or off of a, you know, a guard who uses his screen and throws it back to him looks good. And, and, uh, he's made, he's made a lot of big ones and, um, you know, uh, he did so many good things yesterday and especially from, you know, from the four minute mark down, uh, that you know that we really needed and he, he made those plays in a difficult situation you know they're obviously heavily focused on him and guarding him with a guy who's extremely strong sh- smaller but sh- super strong and um, you know that the shooting is shooting is critical to everybody and and as, as you know with every uh, percentage point you increase your three-point shooting percentage that's how much more valuable you are and that was a big shot and, and certainly not the first one he's hit.
3: Grant, did you realize what was going on when you knocked down that three-pointer and then heard the whistle at the end of your shot? Uh,
1: no, not really. Um, I was sort of – me and Gilly were talking about it last night in the apartment. Um, I heard the whistle. Um, I, heard the whistle. Um, I, heard, I thought that it had gone against us. Um, I thought that Tyler or somebody else had gotten a foul – maybe going over the back down there or something um but obviously that wasn't the case and that was huge and Tyler was able to get one out of two there um and put us down one um but yeah definitely a certainly a play that I don't think I I've seen before um or if I have uh, maybe once or twice but definitely something that we needed for sure
3: yeah, glad it went our way, that's for sure. Uh, guys finished strong, obviously, on a 12-2 run to end the game and, and win it by five. Started on such a strong run, the 11-0 start. What kind of were you guys thinking at that point? Grant, Coach had mentioned before you came on, maybe a little bit of a false sense of security at that point, and then how you feel you handled the Wofford comeback.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I would definitely agree with uh coach Mooney on that one. Um I think we got a little too comfortable there when we went up 11 nothing early. Um and I think you know one of the biggest things is we started gambling and doing some some uncharacteristic things on defense. Um you know we were playing such good defense in the beginning. Um I think they started out 0 for 11 and then I think we went for a couple steals, uh, we were out of position a couple times and you know they got an and one and a couple couple good looks. Um so I think that's sort of what led to that um and then you know they they fought all throughout the game they were really good team uh very impressive very disciplined especially on the defensive end um and and they knocked down some tough shots um but we did a good job of you know staying with it uh i think we we did a decent job on offense in terms of just moving on to the next play and trying to get shots um for everybody um you know nate came up huge there late in the second half i think he went to the free throw line back-to-back times um for him to just have that calmness and able to attack and get to the foul line there for us was huge, and uh, like you said, you know we made we may plays down the stretch, especially four minutes and under, that, uh, that allowed us to pull through. What was it like playing in a virtually
3: empty Robin Center?
1: Weird for sure. Um, you know, I've been talking to people; they've been asking me how, uh, sort of, how it's what it's like playing in empty arenas and stuff. Um, obviously, definitely very weird and different. Um, but I think once you're once you're there. And once you're in the game for a few minutes, um, especially after everything we've been through the last couple months, I think we're just so excited to be out there playing at all. Um, It's sort of you, you don't really notice it as the game progresses.
3: So I'm kind of easing back into our questioning of the day here that we've talked about for a majority of the program again tonight. But how much of an impact do you think there was in the minimal practice time that you guys had, even as experienced a team as you've got A, to go that long between games once the season starts is unusual other than maybe over the holiday break and then to have the disjointedness to the practices that you had leading up to Wofford.
1: Yeah, um, you know, obviously super tough, Um, more so for guys like Gilly and Blake and everything like that, guys who who shoot threes for us and shoot them a lot. Um, You know, those kind of shots that they shoot, um, rhythm is a huge thing. Reps is huge for them. Um, and then for us, uh, for us bigger guys, you know, conditioning is, is huge. So to sit on, sit on your butt for four days in a hotel room certainly doesn't help you. Um, but you know, we were able to get in Sunday. Um, the coaches put us through a really good workout, uh, Sunday morning and, uh, we got to practice. I thought, I felt like we had a good practice on Sunday afternoon and, um, you know, we came out lots of energy in the beginning and and we won a game. So, um, you know, I was proud of us for. You know, not really talking about that, not making excuses, and, and just sort of like Coach preached to us, just going out there and being excited to play. And that's what we were, and we were able to pull out, pull out a win there yesterday.
3: Grant Golden, our guest on Behind the Web tonight, Behind the Web at richmond.edu. If you want to email, comment, or question, 804-638-9508. If you'd like to text it directly to us. Grant, you can speak from personal experience, so I think our Spider fans and audience would appreciate it if you do so. You were one of those players who was in that quarantine. Um, what was your thought process with that, and how did you get through that?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, obviously frustrating. Um, but, you know, it was <laughs> honestly, I think uh, the most frustrating part about it uh, was, you know, obviously when we found out that these guys who did test positive ended up testing negative. Um, you know, leading to the idea that it it probably was a false positive or whatever may have happened there. Um, But the fact that we had to stay in there for a couple more days and miss practice and not be around the guys and the coaches and everything like that, um, certainly tough. But, you know, uh, we have it way easier than a lot of other people for sure. Um, So not really too much complaining on our end. And we were just happy to finally get back into the gym on Sunday and Super, super thankful and lucky that we were able to schedule a game to sort of make up for one of those ones that we missed. And we're just grateful for the opportunity. And, you know, I've said it leading up to the season here, um, whatever it is that is thrown our way with this crazy season that we're we're in right now, we'll, we'll be prepared for it and we'll be ready to go.
3: Was that at all harder to do? I mean, that's easy to say, tougher to do. Now that you've experienced, was it harder to do than even you thought it might have been when you did make those comments to us before the season started?
1: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You know, like I said, especially for someone like me, um, you know, conditioning wise, you don't really know how that's going to go for you getting thrown back into a game uh, with one day of practice beforehand. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of uh, adrenaline takes over. Once you get there, um, you know, you don't know how many games you're going to be able to play this year. Um, So the opportunity to play one at all is just super exciting. And I think just the excitement that you have and the adrenaline you have to to play a game and have that opportunity sort of takes over there. And, um, yeah, that's really all I can say about that.
3: Well, then I will finish with you tonight and appreciate your time right on the heels of practice. It's one of the first questions we asked Coach when he jumped on the little after 6 o'clock was how practice was today because it is another one-day prep for an opponent and another really good opponent. Northern Iowa, very deceptive 1-3 record, predicted to win their conference, the Missouri Valley, just like we're predicted to win our conference, the Atlantic 10.
1: Nope. We're, uh, we're looking forward to it. They're a really good team. Um, you know, one through five, all are a threat. Um, they can all really shoot the ball. So it'll be a good game for us. Um, we're going to have to come out ready to play, especially on the defensive end. And uh, we just got to come out and play as a team and run through our stuff on offense. Um, you know, if I think we're, you know, when we do that and we come out there and we, we go through, run through our plays, um, get everybody touches, everybody's playing, sharing the ball. Um, you know, I really don't think there's too many teams out there that can guard us at a high level at least, um, and, but it really all comes down to the defensive end for us. Uh, We've got to make sure that we're ready to go, and, uh, and certainly excited to play and thankful for the opportunity again, and just can't wait to get out there tomorrow.
3: Can't wait to see you at the Robinson Center tomorrow, Grant. Thank you, my friend.
1: Thank you guys for having me.
3: Grant Golden, Richmond Spiders Senior Center with us on Behind the Web tonight. We'll take a break, come back, got a couple more questions for Coach Mooney off of the text line and email. We'll do that and wrap up this evening's Behind the Web. In just a moment, remember, tomorrow night, Northern Iowa, 6 o'clock at the Robin Center. Obviously on radio, we're right here on ESPN Richmond. We are back on Sirius and XM on satellite. The channels are on our website. We'll mention them for you tomorrow as well. And on television, we're not only on ESPN Plus with the live video streaming, we are on NBC Sports Washington tomorrow night at 6 o'clock as well. Finish it up with Coach Mooney when we come back in just a moment. Behind the web, 99.5, 1027 ESPN.
0: With so many home security systems out there, I needed a good reason
4: for the one I chose. BrightSuite gave me lots of them. BrightSuite's home security system is from Dominion Energy, a company I already know and trust. It uses a
0: dedicated service to stay connected if my power and Wi-Fi go out. There's an app so you can control the whole thing, and you can even choose whether to install it yourself or have them do it. Visit BrightSuite.com to learn more. BrightSuite is an unregulated affiliate with services unrelated to those offered by Dominion
4: Energy Virginia. When buying a car, you're supposed to ask questions. Some you can answer online, but others? How blinky is the blinker? And which way do the wipers wipe? Are things only a human could know. So CarMax has ours standing by to answer questions. Or in select markets, schedule a delivery, or curbside pickup. Regardless if you're buying online or on our lot. But what if I change my mind? Good question. Just bring it back within a week for a full refund. Because that's the way it should be. CarMax.
0: Mel Gibson is Santa, as you've never seen him. Rent Fatman now available at Redbox. To save his declining business, Chris Kringle is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. He's also locked in a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin hired by a vengeful 12-year-old boy who believed he deserved better than coal in his stocking. As the story unfolds, it becomes clear jolly old Saint Nick isn't someone you want to mess with. Watch Fat Man starring Mel Gibson and make it a Redbox night. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch.
4: Hey Richmond, this is Mike Greenberg and we're your home for championship radio with Central Virginia's most play-by-play year-round 99.5 and 1027 ESPN
0: Keeping you up to date with Richmond basketball This is Behind the Web on 99.5 and 1027 FM and 950 AM ESPN From Learfield IMG College This is the Spider Sports Network
3: Step back three, Jacob Gilliard, there's your leader. One day it steals and assists, the next day it's three pointers for Jacob Gilliard who has 17. Yeah, and you gotta have confidence
4: in that play right there for Jacob Gilliard, Bob. And we know he does. Big time shot by a big time player
3: shortchanged him there because it wasn't just three pointers that he had last night he had the assists and steals to go along with it he had six assists five steals and the 18 points including the four three-pointers Chris it's hard to believe I've gone over 50 minutes in this show and we haven't talked about what Jacob Gilliard did this time around and really the snapshot in the nutshell was that last minute and a half or so when he had The big time step back behind the back three pointer and then two steals for you
2: to seal the game. Bobby, he was exceptional. I thought um, it's one of the best games Uh, we've had a guy play, to be honest with you. I thought, um, you know, obviously stuffing the stat sheet, uh, his poise, confidence, communication, you know, during the game, um, you know, no panic. Um, you know, when when they took the lead, um, you know, to, go, to get down five in a game we had been leading the whole time, obviously you could start to feel a little bit of tension, maybe, but Jacob kept us on point, um, talked to the guys, uh, obviously made the uh, really big shot there, stole the ball the last two possessions of the game to seal the game, and I, I really thought he was exceptional, and just the way that he carried himself would, you know, if, if you were if you were at the game and, and few you were, uh, you'd be saying, you know, that's that's a, you know, an all-American candidate, you know, that that's a, a first-team all-conference guy, which he is because he he really played that way and exuded that confidence.
3: No question about it. Uh, let me finish up tonight with a couple of more lighthearted questions for you. Um, one of them I know you have been asked many times. In fact, I heard. Uh, Scott Van Pelt, when you were on with him on the podcast, they were intrigued. They wanted to know. I've gotten several texts. Uh, I even uh, got a question from a guy who used to work in an athletic department at a certain school in North Carolina whose men's basketball coach either watched some of the game yesterday, because it was 2 o'clock on a Monday afternoon, there were no other games on, or one of his staff did and said, hey, Coach Mooney's mask that he's wearing, where can I get one of those I want one of those masks to wear on the sideline as well. Chris, you're becoming a trendsetter, so can you give our audience a tip on where you got the clear mask?
2: <laughs> sure. So uh, those <laughs> I have gotten so many texts um, ask and calls asking about it, so I'm, I'm happy to, to share. So originally, what, what I originally did was the first football game of the season the NFL the Chiefs played uh, I forget who they played and Andy Reed one of our favorites Bob had yes, a mm-hmm. kind of a clear shield almost like a welder's shield and so I ordered those that night and when they came in I could not get them approved uh, by the university and um, we tried and we went up the proper channels and Explained, uh, sh- showed pictures of other coaches using them, but I but I couldn't get it approved, and I really liked the clear aspect of it. So then, after that, I was wearing the cloth masks, and then uh, since then, and, and continuing to search, I found these masks off of a I guess it's a medical um, medical supply uh, you know um, company, but anyway, the 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 clear the clear mask.com is, is where I, is where I got it. And, um, yeah, it has made, it has made quite a, a, an impact. Uh, and you know, it's, it's just, it's much easier. What I found with the mask is it's hard during practice to really talk loudly or, or to, you know, to talk over the, you know, the ball dribbling or to talk over the squeaking of the sneakers. Uh, you know, it, you know you're swallowing it or you're out of breath and and this enables you to do that um, so yeah it's been i think it's i think it's been good and people are interested in it so uh <laughs> find myself in a unique position
3: <laughs>
2: a couple real
3: quick ones to finish up with tomorrow night you will coach your 500th Richmond Spider game if i had uh, asked you that question 16 years ago would you be coaching 500 Richmond Spider basketball games what would have gone through your mind
2: that that's a great question Bob well you know I can remember uh, I'm not uh as you know I'm not a big um read the newspaper or the uh you know like web like the espn.com or anything like that and uh I think you know one thing I had said when I came here was this you know I I grew up playing with Eugene Barrows and um Eugene was being recruited, you know, Notre Dame and Stanford and, uh, you know, some Ivy League schools and some really good schools, and, and uh, he was such an impressive guy. And I remember when he went to Richmond and then had the great game and the foul shots against Syracuse um, in the NCAA tournament, and i had always just been a fan of Richmond, and Jeff Neubauer, uh, who played at LaSalle, became a friend of mine in, you know, as we both got into coaching and he was an assistant under coach beeline and i always thought wow that's a what a great place a great part of the country and a great school and the robin center and the, you know coach terrence teams and coach beeline's team so i i remember i had said this is really a dream job for me and, I, and one of the <laughs> i think pat 40 had you know kind of made a joke about that uh, like kind of saying you know whatever job you have is, is a dream job and um, but for me, it, it really was, and so if I if you had told me that 16 years ago, I'd say just how lucky I must be, and and um, you know it's really uh, it's really such a and you know an honor to be able to represent Richmond, and you know all the texts and emails and congratulations after the Kentucky game on national TV, you know it's just something that brings a great deal of pride or. or, or The position that we're in can bring a great deal of pride to, you know, all the people that have gone to school here, attend school now, work for the university, live near the university. And that part really makes it uh, humbling and, uh, you know, a, a, a huge honor for me.
3: Can't wait to see you out there on the sideline. Coaching number 500 tomorrow night, Chris. uh, The new tradition on this show is to wrap it up with Ivan to ask the last question instead of the first. He wanted you to tell us about Northern Iowa. So I've asked his question. I'll ask you to answer it on the pregame show tomorrow evening. All right? Sounds great. Thanks, Chris.